So I have made content now for seven years. This is crazy when I'm making this episode to think that at seven years of making content and there are, you know, it's been a crazy journey. And so in this episode of the podcast, what I want to do is actually share five things I've learned from creating content over the last seven years. You know, the things that have been a bit of an eye opener, just talk through them and hopefully, you know, help some of you advisors and mortgage brokers out there who are thinking about going down this content path, or if you're currently down this path and just explaining, you know, hopefully you can navigate some of the mistakes or, or learn from some of the lessons I've had. So we're going to dive into that right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever it is you're listening to this, whether you're watching it live, whether you're watching it on the replay, or if you're listening to it on the podcast, it's good to be back. Yesterday we had a break, which was quite um, rare to be honest. But what it was, was my mouse had broken people who know me. So I have a very specific mouse that I use, which is called a Max Ergo mouse, a Logitech Max Ergo mouse. And they're about 80 to 100 pound, depending on when you buy them. And they're a very specific device. And the reason why I'm saying this for interesting bit, people, if you're watching this, if you can see on the screen, I'm holding one up at the moment. It's a trackpad and it has all these buttons on it that I can program to do things very fast. Now, the problem I had was I broke my last one on Monday. (laughs) and I don't have, I'm a minimalist and I also don't have like, I'm not going to buy another spare mouse of a hundred quid just sitting in a box ready just in case the other one breaks. And so I had to wait for it to arrive and it took two days to arrive and I couldn't do anything because I'd forgotten how to literally make, which might be a lesson actually from what we're talking about today. Five things I've learned. Um, probably it was a big mistake. I was like, I actually don't know how to do any of this stuff without these command keys and using the hotkeys and stuff. So it was quite, it was quite a, a, a couple of days. So we're back now. I'm chomping at the bit to dump into it. And like I said, today's episode, we're going to be talking about five things I've learned from creating content over the last seven years. So just a little brief overview for the seven years. I have been in mortgage marketing as a consultant slash coach for the last three and a bit years, three and a half years, roughly. Um, Before that, I was a mortgage broker making content. And then, um, but seven years ago, 2015 is when this journey started. And that was actually, funnily enough, by making content as a broker, but also making content um, as a video gamer, funnily enough, like I don't play games really that much anymore, in fact, at all, because I, t- I have a toddler, but that's how it started. So it was, I've, I've been in the creative space as a hobby and everything for the last seven years. 50, it was both mortgages and that the the gaming one I did kind of at the same time, which is actually discussed on the mortgage, on the, uh, the marketing, the um, Advisor Assemble podcast with Alex Curtis, one of the old episodes. We talk about that. Um, if you ever want to know about that. But what I want to do is share today five things I learned from these and just kind of unpack them a little bit more. So let's dive into the very first one. The first one being don't be cool, be real. So when we often, when what, what I found when, when I created content, oftentimes what we do is we think, and I'm definitely me, we think we need to be come across as cool, come across as as um, entertaining, come across as exciting individual people. That's the, you know, that is definitely something that is, that is, we, we see because, and I think that's a big part of that is things like the Kardashians, people, things like influencers that we see. And one of the be- biggest lessons I've learned is that people will, it's the whole people buy from people, but people will buy from me and watch my content at it because, because of who I am. 
not because I'm pretending to be something I'm not. And I think that this has been a, this has been a quite a strong, I'm putting my heat wrong because it's bloody freezing in here. Um, this has been a, a kind of a weird lesson for me because that is something that many of us don't think we don't might not think we're good enough and that was for me for a long time i was like well no one would want to watch me they're going to want to watch some you know me being like someone else and so the bet the best best like a thing that happened to me with this with the lesson i learned was once i realized that leaning into the fact that i am very obsessed on stuff i know a lot about I, I know a lot about a little, if you know what I mean. And so I know a lot about one or two things as opposed to a little about a lot. Um, and that was quite, and, and I'm also not very, um, I'm not like a cool guy. I'm not somebody that's like, like money and cars and this and that. I'm not that type of guy. And, and, and that was hard for me to share, to be honest, that I'm just kind of like a bit of an introvert, bit of a nerd. And I like to, I like to be really obsessed with stuff and I like to really push things to the limit and I uh, push things and just see how far I can do by repeating the same thing over and over again, how far it can go. That's my weird obsession that it has been since I was a kid. And that when I realized that you could share that instead of trying to be like the next Alex or Mosey or the next Gary Vaynerchuk. And you see this, by the way, I, it makes me sad when you see creators, other people who are trying to be successful, and they're just copying and it's not they're copying because they're just they're they're not they're not experienced. What it really is is that they they're going to go and look to what someone else is doing who's successful and they're mimicking it, not really realizing that actually probably in my opinion what I've discovered the true value is who you are and what you have and your experiences you have. And that was a big one. It's going to be a long episode, I think. <laughs> so that was a big one. The next one we have. The next lesson I learned from doing my seven years of content in content marketing is uh, content is a skill. You grow when you do it more. That is it. That is a, such a such a good thing. Is content is a skill that gets better with time. And like I said, seven years ago, I was horrendously bad, horrendously bad. And I'm probably in some people's cases pretty bad still. I definitely know I'm not. Um, but in some of the circles I mix in outside of mortgages some of them are incredible. And so I'm like, wow, you know, but, but the reality is that it was a skill that just, I couldn't wake up and be good at it on day one. I knew nothing about it when I started, like nothing. And so to me, I just knew that I just had a belief and you've heard it mentioned in many episodes before. I just believed that this was going to be the future for, for, um, businesses and especially financial services, to be honest, I just was like, I think this is going to be the future and that, and, and I know nothing about it, but I need to learn was literally what went through my head at that point. So it very much is something that then it was just about doing the reps and the more I do it, the day, and, and that's why I moved to daily shows. And I made, made that move to daily quite quick. I made that move to daily I would say within about four or five months of making content way back 2015 that I'm, I, I've done stuff like every day, but I'm really moved to the point of like, Oh, wait a minute. The more I do this, the better I'm getting. And I was actually going for, I went for a dog walk with my mum last night and we were talking about this. And I said to, her, I was like, how weird it is now to think that my, um, how much has changed. And she was talking about it saying when I started, and where I am now to where I, when I started it and these things, you just over time improve. And I think that was the, that was the weird thing. It, it was just about doing it, but you won't improve 
And this is the big lesson is you won't improve if you don't actually do the work. And I think I remember this, this, this conversation happening and that was kind of a penny drop moment for me was like this idea of quality over quantity. And it was, you're that often were times and this is where this is where that lesson hit me with that was there were this guy was i was watching a guy called roberto blake who I, I, I is a friend of a mutual friend and um he was being interviewed and he said that you know everyone talks about quantity over quality he said but the reality is a lot of the time it's just an excuse for people who don't want to make do what's what's necessary to be successful so they say they focus on quality over quantity he said because if i've made 400 videos and you've made two there's a much higher chance that my 400 videos, one of those is going to be more successful than your two. And he was like, and, and it's all about repetition. And it is. And so that was a big thing for me was that with the learning that the skill set just got, you got better with time and, 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 um, and you got better by doing more. So putting it as part of my daily routine was probably the best thing for both my, um, my skill level. It was probably the best thing for my skill level, my mental health. Cause I actually enjoy it. It becomes now like an outlet and I'm going to be very honest with you and my bank account. <laughs> it was very good in the end. It wasn't at the beginning, but at the end it was very good for the bank account in regards to like creating content daily because it pays off. It pays off it really, really well. So the next one is more followers doesn't always mean more sales. This is a big one, a very big one, and a lot. And there's one that my, a lot of my clients have a problem with. I think I know actually that they all have a problem with this, and yet, and yet, to be completely honest with you, that it took. I had a problem with it at the beginning as well because you don't know, and more followers. In fact, I was having a discussion with somebody this morning saying that they were doing something on their um, on their Instagram reels because they were trying to get more followers or more views and and more followers and they don't they don't equate to more sales at all so much so and i only really learned i mean i've known this lesson for a while but i only really really learned that like a year ago properly like i knew it and i'd done it but a year ago when i fully niched into mortgages i'd always been in the mortgages i'd always worked with mortgage advisors when i fully was like i'm going to cut everything else out and only talk to advisors that's when I realized that the follower count had really little to do with anything I was doing in regards to sales. Like nothing, like absolutely nothing. I made more money and it's not about money. But what I mean is I made more money this year with less followers and less views. Like it really was quite a crazy thing. And that was a big wake up call of like, wow, we're a little bit like salmon swim. You got to be a salmon, like swimming upstream. It's like, if everybody's doing one thing, maybe there's another way. And the followers and the views, they, there is a reason and a merit behind them. There is, but a lot of the time for people, what for me, what I learned was for like, I, you know, I worked in a, I work in this podcast being a very niche specific audience and you know, a thousand followers is probably, I've got like 2000, whatever, 2100, something like that. But realistically, like I'd rather have 300 really great people following me. Um, and, and also the, the follower account didn't really matter. It was a very strange thing. So I would say for you as an advisor for don't focus on followers because it's really not as important as you think at all. Actually, it's really not, it's really not. And, and that was quite crazy because then actually it's quite liberating because a lot of followers is a lot of pressure because <laughs> you've got a lot of followers. You've got a lot of people you've got to speak to. I love it. Now the, that shift, I can tell you right now that shift, it was, that was the fundamental shift I was having a problem with was how do I take my 
business, my creative side and make this something I can be paid to do. And I've obviously been paid for a while as a consultant, but what I mean is how can I make this a sustainable, enjoyable experience for me and my clients and um, going hyper niche and being very selective in the service I offer and selective with the people I work with and not focusing at all on what the numbers look like at all. Like I could have one person listen to this. I could have 500 people across the board. It doesn't matter that shifted everything really did. And it was really good actually for, for mental health as well. Cause you don't measure yourself then by the success of others. If you know what I mean, that was, that was quite a biggie. So, um, that was really quite good on that note. Pardon the interruption, but we wanted to make sure that you follow Ash on Instagram for exclusive and behind the scenes content. Now back to the show. I've got to be honest. I wanted to press that ad the whole way through this. Cause I was thinking, Got to press that button because I was like, it's going to be so funny if I do that. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to follow me, but you should because it's really good. Um, anyway, but like I said, only follow me if you're an advisor because <laughs> there's no point otherwise. Um, next one we have was, boom, the goal isn't to be viral, but to make content that makes people curious about what you offer. This biggie, 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 this one, and probably the one that... Um, that people don't think about that. Well, I would say probably the one that I find, I find those two, the more followers doesn't equal more sales. And the goal isn't to be viral is to make people curious about your offer. These two things probably fundamentally pinned down everything I did in the last two years. It was, and, and actually what makes, what made where I believe probably 99% of the people I speak to who are struggling are struggling for this reason, which is that, your the, the the big lesson I learned was that my job was not to talk about all the things I wanted to talk about or to get in front of people and have the ego. My job was to create content that would help you at the very point that you needed that help. Meaning, what is my this this podcast about? Well, this podcast is really for mainly for a, like my target audience, meaning your mortgage advisors who are looking to build your impact online literally that build your impact online and and ultimately increase your income through online lead generation using content marketing, personal branding, social selling. That's my three things. That's it. And so me talking about stuff that's like, let's say I talk about the latest uh, influence of selling some product has no benefit to you whatsoever because it's not about what makes you curious about my offer. That's about a trending topic that's going to hack the algorithm and go viral. And by the way, that's fine if you want to get those type of views, but it's not going to help you generate leads for your business that are qualified, targeted leads. That's a different thing. And so for me, that was a big shift was like, I've just thrown that book out the window of like trying to be viral because I'm actually what, and what, what, what this is actually referred to is attention marketing What's his face? Uh, what's his face? Uh, Chris Doe from the future talks about this really well. And he was saying the difference of the tension marketing is very, very specific to a very specific audience and serving that audience's problem instead of trying to catch whatever wave of trend is coming. And that was a, that was a big lesson. And one that I can hands down say, I believe that that lesson, I learned that luckily I'm very lucky to have learned that early. And, it, and because I've learned that early, I believe that's the foundation of me being successful in the next decade. I really do because I, I fundamentally understood have on, have now started to start to understand like there's lots of things I would like to talk about, 
but I've got to talk about the things that are better beneficial to you, not beneficial to me to make me feel good about myself. I'm talking to stuff that you as mortgage advisors, either, either starting out, you know, whatever that you need to know. And this, by the way, was it to, to translate this to you as advisors. Think about this. Are you talking about things that you want to talk about or, you know, do you, or, or do you, um, you know, so are you talking about things you want to talk about or are you talking about things you need your audience to know? So for example, realistically, if you're working with first-time buyers, it's just because they're the easiest ones to talk about. Let's say if you work with first-time buyers, you shouldn't be talking about insurance or anything like that because that's not what they want from you at that point. You talk the insurance part, that conversation happens off camera with them. But at the beginning, the, the stuff you want to be talking about to make them curious about what you offer, it's all about are you looking for a house? Are you lost and confused about finding a house? Do you know how much you can borrow? Do you know how much deposit you need? You see, it's the things you think you need to know. It's the things they want the answers to that makes them curious to get on a call with you and go, I'm going to speak to you. Not, they're not going to go to the person quote unquote lecturing them, even though you're not, because I'm the same. They're not going to go to the person lecturing them about insurance when they want a house. Now, we know the connection, but they don't. And this is the difference of the content as well. It's like making content that is curated, that is, that's going to pique their interest. And yes, it's very repetitive. I do this podcast every single day. And I'm talking about probably the same 30 things every day, every day. But I'm saying it in a different way that hopefully it resonates with someone else differently. And it's, that's really, really important. It's very important to be to 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 try not to be viral and to try and speak to the right people, and it's like a magnifying glass, which I think Alex Ormosi says in his in one of his things is like taking the the power from magnifying glass and focusing on one place and just going, and it will you're putting that energy in one place. You will you will win. It's very very simple. And the last one, the last lesson that I learned from this from making content over the last seven years, the fifth lesson is it takes a long, long time. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so long. It is way longer than I, truthfully, way longer than I ever anticipated. I actually joked with my wife about this a couple of months ago, saying if I ever knew it was going to be as long as this, I probably never would have done it. I'm very glad I did, and it's a lot faster now, and I'm and people can learn from the mistakes I've made, that, that so it's much faster. But my gosh, it takes a long time. And that ability, that that desire of, and I have it with people, co coaching clients who will be on a call with me and they're like, Ash, I'm not seeing some results. I'm like, you've done four calls. <laughs> you know, like, you're not going to see results for six, eight, nine, ten months, maybe a year. It takes a long time. But what I would say, and, and by the way, that has been an amazing lesson for me with this because now I kind of have a better understanding of what is required and the time length, that kind of runway time to be successful at it, which meant that, for example, for a hobby that I have, which is my podcast channel, which is called Podcast Creators Hub, which is a complete hobby channel on YouTube, um, that is, I've got five-year runway on that. I'm looking at it like, okay, I make a video every single day on that channel as a hobby, talking about podcasting five years before, that I, before I would pull the plug on it. I'm like, five years, let's see what happens. Now, the reality is that the, 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 the stuff it's happening very fast. It's actually doing very well. Gained about 200-ish, I think 150, 200 subscribers this month on that channel. We're probably, we're about a third of the way towards monetization. It's, it's going well, but my mind is five years because I'm now of the, I now understand, and that's from learning it, is that this is never, 
like it's never going to be it's never going to be as quick as you think and the thing that's quite crazy with it as well is what your idea of success is it changes so like you start off like i just would like leads and then all of a sudden it's like like I'm at the point now where it was like, okay, I'd like leads. And then, it, oh, sorry, I was at a point where I was like, I just want leads. I don't care what they are, good, bad. I just want to speak to people. And this is a broker. So, and then like, and then it got to the point where I was like, I have too many leads and I can't really deal with them. And then that's when I moved into this because COVID hit. But then with this, it came back to, okay, I just need leads. <laughs> I just need leads. And then from there it was like, okay, now I need to get better leads, better leads. Now it's, now it's like, I don't take, I've got no, there's no new space for new clients. And that's a very strange thing is that you wake up now and now I'm like, okay, well, what's the next thing? Realizing that, but that's took three years, really two years, I would say for this business to get to the point where I now can shut my books down and go, I've got 30 clients that I'm going to work with one-to-one and I don't need to, and I don't need to, I can't work with anyone else. That has took a way longer than people would think and countless hours of content. But then I'm now walking around, you know, my village or, or driving, you know, walking around my village with like looking at the scenery and enjoying my life because I've earned that. It's a really strange thing. It's a really weird feeling, but it does make you feel, make you realize just how long now the problem is you get addicted to it. So as soon as I got to, as soon as it got to that point with this, I was like, oh, I'm going to start a new thing and we're going to go ahead and do that new thing now as a hobby. And I want to build that out and, um, and, and build that out on YouTube, which is I'm doing because I, 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 I hate sitting still. Um, but it is one of those things that it takes way longer than you think. So, so those are my five things that I have learned over the last seven years making content. Hopefully some of those will resonate with you. Hopefully it will stop some of you from making some mistakes that I made. My goal for this show, my goal for what I do as a creator, both as, as a coach, as a consultant, as a podcaster, as a content creator is to, to help you navigate this space and not make the mistakes I made. That's literally it. That is literally it. Hopefully, you know, you don't have to fall down those crucial mistakes that so many as many of us make because we do not realize. And there's not many people saying this stuff. Most people are peddling some sort of program that works for them or, or peddling something that they're telling you to do, but they themselves don't do. And that's upsets me. So this, this show is all about just sharing everything that I do. So hope you enjoyed and it's been so good to come back. I missed it so much yesterday. I missed it so much. So it's nice to come back and have my new fancy mouse. Anyway, have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 